you know, you've lived a certain way, you think a certain way, and you're trying to find people that are going to scratch those ears, that you, you want to hear them say this thing because that makes you feel good about where you're at. It makes you feel good about this ministry. It makes you feel good about this church because they said something that I'm familiar with. They said something that I like. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Um, this is kind of a special episode. Um, we've been doing the podcast for a while, and we're at 57 episodes on, on Podbean. Um, but on YouTube, we are just hit our 50th video, so we're halfway to 100 videos on YouTube. Of course, um, the reason that number's caught up so quickly is because we have the vlog on there now as well, um, and other conversations and interviews that we've had on there with the content. So um, halfway to 100, so that's really exciting. Um, and I was doing some research on, on how these different things work with YouTube and different things. And once I get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, it unlocks some new features uh, in regards to how we can communicate and have community together on YouTube. But basically they don't unlock that until you have a thousand and then there's other stuff that can unlock as you go from there. So I need your help. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Um, and if you can help share the word on that so we can get to a thousand subscribers. Once we get to a thousand, once again, it creates uh, better community opportunities. Uh, but also I'd like to celebrate when we get to a thousand subscribers. Um, and we have a little ways to go yet on that. But once we get to a thousand subscribers, I would love to do a live stream Q and a where you can ask me any questions and I'll answer them live, um, on on YouTube. So if uh, you'd like to see that, you'd like to do a live Q&A on here, I need your help to get me to a thousand subscribers uh, on that. So uh, excited about being at 50 videos on YouTube today, um, um, but then also looking forward to a thousand subscribers one day where we can do a live stream um, and communicate even better. So looking forward to that. Um, for those that follow on uh, Facebook and on Instagram, oh, it's something else to celebrate. We have over a hundred followers on Facebook now, but for some reason only 98 of you like the page. Um, you see occasionally I will put some infographics up, whether it's some scripture or a thought. Uh, the most recent one that I put out was this. Um, I said, some of us Christians are more dedicated to our heritage than we are to the way of Jesus. Man-made denominations, movements, and ministries will cease, but God's kingdom is forever. I'd like to talk a little bit about this statement and why this is important. And, and I'm gonna actually rip, say it one more time to make sure you capture this. Some of us Christians are more dedicated to our heritage than we are to the way of Jesus. Man-made denominations, movements, and ministries will cease, but God's kingdom is forever. This isn't a knock on ministries. This isn't a knock on uh, denominations. Um, Movements, denominations that are orthodox in their Christianity um, are not intrinsically bad things. <laughs> um, um, there can be denominations or movements that are intrinsically bad, but if, if you know, within orthodox Christianity, they're not intrinsically bad. Um, and so it's not a knock on denominations or movements, but it is more um, a statement in regards to how we view our heritage. Um, and how we uh, view movements or denominations um, or ministries. You know, we recently, you know, when you think, when you think of, of the people that have gone to great lengths to quote unquote protect their ministry, 
um, by covering up sin or covering up different things. It's because their heritage or their ministry, if you will, was more important than the faith itself. Because if you're if you're genuine in your faith and pursuit of Jesus, um, you'll pursue that. That'll be more important than trying to preserve or protect the ministry, which is just evil, evil, evil thinking. Or there's traditions or things that have been passed down from generation to generation that aren't from Scripture. It's just something that's been passed down, and we elevate that thing as if my, this the we're gonna you know. It's I think how I would have heard it a lot of times in my life was you know getting back to the old paths type of statement. And what that means is let's get back to the way that someone that I respected did ministry, which has nothing to do necessarily with Scripture. I think of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 in verse 1 where it says, Be followers of me. This is Paul writing this. Be followers of me even as I also am of Christ. He's saying, hey, as I'm imitating Christ, imitate me. And I think some people have taken that to see, see, yeah, you need to do exactly how Paul did ministry. You need to, to take on all those things that, that, he, that he did. But he's saying, no, imitate the things that I'm imitating in Christ. Not everything, not how he does his does his hair in the morning. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, this is kind of a silly thing. Um, but it's about how we follow Christ. And so some people take verses like this and say, "Hey, don't just follow Christ. Do things the way that I like to do them." Um, and I, I just don't find that to uh, to be biblical. We've got to. Um, be dedicated to our faith, dedicated to scripture, and not just to um, the things that um, we like in our heritage or the thing is because someone told me this one time or whatever. We got to be true to, script, true to scripture. So let's take a look at Second uh, Timothy. Excuse me. Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter 4. Verses 2 and 3. Here we go. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. <laughs> so oftentimes I've heard this verse used talking, um, talking simply about just sinful things or teachers that are saying stuff, you know, you want them to feel good about their sin and they're going to, you know, they're going to tickle their ears. Well, honestly, this is the same thing is true in regards to people that, um, um, that are clinging to their heritage, they're clinging to a tradition, they're, they're clinging to a ministry of philosophy that isn't in the Bible. It's just their way of understanding things or way of doing things. They're not trying to knock that or maybe someone has certain standards in, in their life that they, they hold to and encourage other people to hold to. Like, I, I'm not trying to knock that necessarily. Um, but if you, you know, you've lived a certain way, you think a certain way, and you're trying to find people that are going to itch they're going to scratch those ears that you you want to hear them say this thing because it makes you feel good about where you're at. It makes you feel good about this ministry. It makes you feel good about this church because they said something that I'm familiar with. They said something that I like. 
but that shouldn't be it. It's not. It shouldn't be this dedication to your heritage of like this is how I used to hear it before, and I mean I like it here because it sounds like this, or like this is the same category of like choosing a church because man I like the music here. It sounds like the music that I heard when I was a kid, or. Um, you know, I, I like this preaching style, this type of preaching I heard when I was a kid, when in reality, the question should be, is this biblical? Is this glorifying to God? Is this doctrinally sound in their theology? Not, man, this seems familiar. I like this. But we should rather be true Bereans and study the scripture, know the scripture, and, and as we're partnering with ministries or, 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 or becoming part of a church, and being a member of, of a local church, the whole uh, aspect of that should be a dedication to, man, I don't care about my presuppositions and, 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 and things that I grew up with necessarily. What I care about is, is this true to scripture? Because the reality is cultures are different. Even within church culture, things might look a little bit different with different people depending on on, on who your leaders are and, and what people you um, are reaching or whatever, you know. And so I'll give an example. It's like, well, you know, my pastor growing up, he didn't have a tattoo. And so if I go to a church and the pastor's preaching and he's got a tattoo, pff, I'm not going to go to that church. Why? Because someone has a has a tattoo, or like, am I missing something here? Is there is there a doctrinal issue here that you're going to give up on this church body or this ministry because this person looks different than what you're used to? Or I've never heard this. You know this song? It's doctrinally sound, but didn't hear a song like this when I was growing up, so I'm not going to be a part of this. Like, so we just we get really weird when it comes to those things, and so we can in this case of this passage right here is. Maybe it's not a sin issue. You just have an itching ear problem with a tradition or a heritage or a denomination or a group of like, oh, it's supposed to look like this. Well, where is that in scripture? Where is that in, in, in the Bible? If it's a tradition or something that has been passed down that is biblical, that's fantastic. That's great. It's good to have biblical traditions. But if it's just a, that person's way of doing it or that person's standards or that person's whatever versus a scriptural thing, like we've got to let that go. We've got to pursue Jesus. We've got to pursue His ways um, above all else. First um, Corinthians chapter three. Let's pull that up. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter three, starting in verse three. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I'm going to pause right here. It's a, hey, God gave ministry to Paul. He gave ministry opportunity for Apollos. Right? By their ministry, you believed, but who, who's that given by? That was given to, uh, that the, even as the Lord gave to every man. It says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. He says, hey, we had different parts and roles in, in people's lives, but it's God who gave the increase. God gave us the ministry. God's the one who saved us. God's the one who's saving people and increasing it. And he used us in the ministry. So then neither is he that planteth anything. Neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. 
Verse 8, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For you are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid which is Jesus Christ. And so we say, hey, the foundation is Jesus. The foundation is the gospel of who Jesus is and what he has done. Orthodox Christianity. And you know what? And Paul, God's given Paul a work and he's building on that foundation. And I've given Apollos a work and he's building that foundation. And they're both building on each other and building each other up. And they're doing ministry. They're doing the work of the Lord. But hey, they can't create their own brand new thing. They, this, is, this is Jesus' work. And so they might be different. They might be doing different things in ministry. They might even, the ministries might look totally different different than what you're used to or accustomed to. But he says, what's important here, what's key is, are we building on the same foundation? That is what is key here. And oftentimes, because you're from a certain denomination or a certain movement or a certain group uh, uh, of, of Christians, of genuine believers, and you see someone doing something that you're not used to, Sometimes you immediately jump to, they must be a heretic. They must not be a genuine believer because they do this thing over here. Not a biblical issue, just something that you didn't do. Something different than what you're used to. Different than the, than the heritage you've been, you've been handed down. And we have to get over that. What we need to look to is what foundation are they building on? What is the foundation of their faith? We've got to get the focus clear, the focus correct. Let's look at uh, one other passage here. Let's look at uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 9 and verse 38. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him, because he followeth not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not for there is no one which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me for he that is not against us is on our part for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name because he belonged to christ verily i say unto you he shall not lose his reward you see john had this idea here in this moment that hey Man, this isn't right. He's not with our group. This person, this person was pursuing Jesus. This person was doing miracles in Jesus' name. This was a seems to be a genuine believer, but it wasn't with these disciples. It wasn't with this group. And he's like, so I forbid him because he's not one of us. And he's like, don't forbid him. Don't forbid him. If he's truly doing it in my name, if he's truly a believer and he is casting out demons and he is giving to those that are thirsty, he's not going to lose his reward because he's not with our group. <laughs> Don't forbid him. So be careful. Be, be able to work through understanding, man, am, do I have a problem 
with them on a foundational doctrinal issue or do I have a problem with them because it's different than how I grew up or different than how my church does it or different than this? Be careful that you can differentiate the two. And that's why I say some people follow their heritage even harder. They're more dedicated to that than following Jesus. So for you personally, for me personally, sometimes we have to be careful because we're filtering scripture through our heritage instead of scripture through scripture. And so we need to make sure that we're reading scripture in correct context, following God's word in correct context, and not just blindly following what, um, what our denomination has taught us or the movement that we grew up in has taught us. Are we following Jesus or are we following people? So let's read the Bible. Let's live the Bible. Let's worship God authentically. Let's make sure we're not worshiping our heritage or man. God bless.